Welcome to the first season of Arise Esther, a podcast for today's Esthers, women who are ready to rise up in bold, courageous faith like Esther of old. She stepped up to lead when life was tough and hope was dim, but faith was fierce. Hi, I'm Dawn Scott Damon, your podcast host. I get to talk to some of the most resilient women on the planet. They've all tackled difficult life crises head-on and triumphed. And now we're here to help you do the same. So turn it up, Esther. This is your moment. Welcome to Arise, Esther, everyone. I have an amazing treat for you. It's a treat for me. I can't wait for you to meet my guest today. And you probably already know her, but I'm going to share, you know, after becoming a recording artist, Babby Mason, before she did that, she was a teacher right here in Michigan, where I'm from. And she later relocated to Georgia, where she currently resides. But she was an amazing teacher, and then she felt the pull of God on her heart, and she left teaching and went full-time into the music ministry. And in 1988, Babby Mason signed her first record deal with Word Records. Well, and as I say, the rest is history. She has written amazing songs, books that have been written. In fact, we're going to talk about her latest book today, She is a mother of two, wife extraordinaire and television talk host. She used to do Babby's House. I think you still do that. She's going to let us know. And Babby Mason Radio, so many more things. Would you welcome to the podcast today, Miss Babby Mason? Hello, my friend Dawn. How are you today? So good to be with you. Thank you, Babby. It's so good to have you on. It's good to be with you too. You know, I just have to tell you, I you have had a stellar career. I mean, you're an amazing woman of God. You've had an incredible career. You're still going strong, which I go woohoo to us women still going strong. And uh, I told you earlier before we started recording, I feel like a, I almost like to feel like a stalker because I've been around the peripheral of your career for years. I've seen you at women's conferences and events. Thank you for serving God and answering the call. Before we get into some stuff today, I want to hear about you, what you're doing. How did you know what your? how did you get your start in music? How's that for a first question? <laughs> Listen, that's the perfect way to start. Um, well, I grew up not not too far from you yeah. uh, in Southern Michigan in a town called Jackson. Yes. And my father was a pastor there in Jackson, uh, the Lily Missionary Baptist Church. Uh, now, no matter when people see this, but today happens to be March 4th. March 4th is the day that my dad passed away, March 4th, 1987. Mm-hmm. But it's a significant day for our family, and I want to share that significance yeah. with you and those who are who are on the podcast today. To march forth, to yeah. press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Don't don't stop. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't turn over your territory to the enemy. But press yeah. on, as yeah. the old folks in my daddy's church used to say, press on, on. to see what the end will be. So um, that's that's just you know today our family celebrates this day because we love celebrating our, our dad's legacy as a great man there in Jackson. But I grew up there in Jackson, uh, started playing the piano in my father's church. You know, I thank God for parents who affirmed me very, very early in life. Mm-hmm. My mom, um, who was also in heaven, 
uh, was a really, really fine singer. And I, I think she saw early in me this, you know, these propensities, these leanings toward music. We had an old upright piano in the first house, you know, that I came home from the hospital to live in for the first few years of my life. And I began to pick out little songs, nursery rhymes, church songs. And by the time I was six years of age, I was taking piano lessons right out of the Baptist Standard Hymnal and graduated from the hymnal to the to the great classical composers. I had a, a German piano teacher by the name of Gustav Strelo, who oh, was very strict, who taught me all the, you know, the, the great composers, Mozart, Chopin, Bach, Brahms, Beethoven. But that also combined, you know, that 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 formal training also combined with church training because in my father's church they didn't sing a whole lot of Bach and Brahms <laughs> in my daddy's Black Baptist church. So um, what a beautiful combination that you were given. A very cool, a very cool marriage, and I think that vast contrast kind of um, contributions to my ministry has followed me really all you know throughout my career. So I started playing the piano for my daddy's church. Got a lot of ear training there church training, leading the choir, learning how to write songs, learning how to lead. As a nine-year-old, I was hired full-time for all the church worship services, all the choir rehearsals, traveled sometimes on the weekends with my dad in the church. And that was a great launching pad, you know, for what I'm doing today. Wow. Well, first of all, we just give honor to your father and his legacy and the memory of both your parents. So thanks. What an honor for, for me to be with you on this day. Thank but you so listen, much. you know what? You were hired at nine years old. I yes. Mean, when I hear that, I'm thinking you're you're a you're a child prodigy. I mean, there's not a lot of nine year olds that are up for that feat. Well, so. I think it was a combination of of my availability and their desperation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I could only, you know, because they sang by ear. They sang everything by ear. We had hymnals, but they didn't read music. But there was a wonderful, it was a wonderful, rich um, place to invest into my life. A lot of affirmation and confirmation from the church members who loved me because I was the preacher's daughter and they saw my potential. And I started out playing, you know, very minimally in one key with a few chords in my music vocabulary, but it didn't take long, you know, for that atmosphere to contribute to my life and for me to begin to thrive and to develop my musicmanship and my leadership abilities. And I played for my father's church for 20 years before um, meeting my husband and moving to Georgia. So it was a great launching pad and a wonderful place to grow up and a uh, a great place to study and to learn and to um, begin to express myself as a young musician. Yeah, for sure. And what a rich, rich legacy. And aren't, don't you just think about the memories and the things that you've learned? I mean, there's no school that can teach you that. You know, that is a rich legacy that you get to draw from. I bet from even today, you reach back into that foundational time in your life and pull from that. And uh, it has to be to the credit of uh, the reason why you have such an amazing, integrous and stellar and anointed career. So tell us about some of the highlights. One of your songs, All Rise, like, like was the most recorded song in the 90s. How did you come about writing that song and others? 
Well, there's kind of a cool story behind that song because um, by the time I, as you said, I, I started teaching in Michigan, moved to Georgia, got married in, in, in 1980 and moved to Georgia, got a job teaching school because, you know, as a young musician, we always need something to quote fall back on <laughs> while I was, you know, it was always my dream to launch to, to be involved in music, always my dream, but teaching has always been a passion and it's always been a place where I've been very comfortable. So I got a job teaching uh, middle high school music in Cobb County. Um, I taught there for four years. And what began to happen is music began to encroach upon my day job. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says your gift will make room for you. For and sure. that is certainly the story of my life. My gift just began to make room for me and my territory began to expand and people began to see that I could sing and write and play. And so I would be asked to sing at a Sunday school or a church or a wedding or a funeral. And, and um, my singing began to take me further away from home on Sunday night. You know, in the early days, mm -hmm. I'd sing across town and then the a year or so later, I'd been singing across the state and then across the region. And it's a, it was a little harder to get home from Nashville or Knoxville on a Sunday night, get everybody up on Monday morning, everybody ready for school. That just began to be a real challenge mm -hmm. with a young family. And I was also teaching piano lessons and voice lessons after school, all of those things, you know, to just help keep the family afloat, baseball games after school and things like that and manage family. And so by the time I got to 1984, it was really be becoming a challenge. And so my husband and I prayed, I quit my job in 1984. Well, that summer I um, heard about a music conference out in Colorado called the Christian Artist Music Seminar in the Rockies. And they had a, song comp a songwriting competition and a vocal competition. Well, the very first year I didn't do so well in the songwriting competition, but I, would, but I, I did place third in the vocal competition. So it was a, it was a, good, it was a good week. But that week I sat in on some songwriting workshops. And for the first time I began to learn that songwriting is a craft. It's not just inspiration, but it's perspiration, kind of like writing books. You're, you're an author and a speaker. Yeah, you need inspiration, but you also need perspiration. Come you on. also need to know how to, to, you need to know the craft. And for the first time I was introduced to songwriting as a craft. Mm -hmm. And I went home that, that summer after the conference um, because that week was very strenuous. It was full of competitions and adjudicators. When I was out at the Christian Artist Music Seminar in the Rockies, um, I didn't do so well in the, in the songwriting competition. I did end up placing third in the vocal competition. And that week I had a, a little setback while I was out there. I, had, I was playing with my son on the you know, kind of horsing around with our toddler before I went out there and got poked in the in the eye. And when I got up there in that atmosphere, my eye got inflamed. I had to compete with a patch on my eye and mm -hmm. I came in third place. And I thought, you know, the 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 week was good, but you know, on the way home, the enemy just began to taunt me um, with lies like the enemy does. He said, You're a you're a no good songwriter, you're a third place singer. And hey, by the way, you just quit your day job. Now what are you gonna do? And I began to have second thoughts about my decision about quitting my job. Well, a few weeks later, just as I was walking through the house, the Lord just kind of wholly downloaded that melody and those lyrics to all rise. And I showed the song to my music minister at my church. He affirmed that the song really had potential. He believed in me and he asked the orchestra, the orchestra director to create uh, an arrangement for the song 
which the church loved. They here again, you know, my life has just been full of so many people that who've encouraged me and affirmed me. And the song really began to take off at home and I began to sing it in concert. Well, the next year I went back to Estes Park, entered that song in the songwriting competition and it won first place. One. <laughs> that began to get the attention of publishers and record companies. And then in the late eighties, as you mentioned in the introduction, I signed with Word Records. They were very instrumental in getting my music out there, music on the radio. And, mm-hmm. but even 36 years later, uh, All Rise is, is a signature song. I'm still singing it. It's still being published and recorded. And it was just, that song has really been a gift from God. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, when God gives you the download, that's ageless. Yes. That's, that is, you know, like when when God does that, and, and I've had those moments, not quite like that. I'm still claiming my moment is ahead of me yet, but when you, when you have a download like that and the Holy Spirit is at work, you know what, that, that is an ageless song. And because it's anointed and because it came from God, he wrote it. Yes. He just yes. gave you, you're the vessel it went through. And you know, songwriting, as I said before, is inspiration, part inspiration and part perspiration. And some days the inspiration takes the lead. You know, some days the Holy Spirit will just give me a song. Like he gives you an idea for a chapter or a book yes. or a message mm-hmm. and, you know, for your for your church and in just a few moments, you've got it. And then other days that perspiration has to kick in. You have to labor over every word. You have to labor over the title. You have to labor over the form and the rhyme scheme. But both, you know, no matter how the song comes to me, um, both, song, both methods mm-hmm. are incredible. Both of them, I think are, you know, some days I have to use my skill. Some days the Holy Spirit takes the lead. Other days he allows me to take the lead. But either way, songwriting is a wonderful process. And I've been able to um, craft some amazing songs, thanks to the Lord. Um, You know, songs like When You Can't Trace His Hand, Trust His Heart. Oh, goodness. Each One Reach One, um, Ending in the Gap. Um, Just some songs that I'm still singing today. Well, you know what? I'm a singer as well. And um, When You Can't Trace His Heart, when you can't trace his hand, trust his heart is a song that I sing. And it became a theme song for me. All things work for our good, though sometimes we can't see how they could. Struggles that break our heart in two sometimes blind us to the truth. But our father knows what's best for us and his ways are not our own. So when the pathway grows dim and you just can't see him, remember you're never alone. Whew, I haven't I haven't um, said those words or thought oh. that for a long time, but I'll tell you what, when you can't- Girl, you, 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 you're breaking my heart. Oh my goodness. I mean, though, what, is, what a word, what a what message. What a word, what a word, and what a word for today and where we are right now. And um, God is good. He's the same yesterday. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, so we praise the Lord for, you know, how he's allowed you to be used in that way. Thank you for writing such- um, well, you know what? You've become a voice for some people who can't find the words to express how they feel. And f- like that, for example, you know, I didn't have the words. I went through a very painful divorce after 28 years of marriage. And I clung to those words. I clung to that song. I clung to that truth that God, you know what? I can't see your hand right now, but I know your heart. Your heart is good. And so 
there you are writing songs and singing and doing things. And then God starts to move you into writing and speaking. Yes. How did that transition happen for you? You know, it's amazing that uh, I think the story of my life, as it is with, with most of us, I think if we're willing to say yes, is that one thing has always led to another. Uh, and this is how I know that our best and brightest days are still ahead of us. As long as we're willing to say yes, we always have something to look forward to. Right. And so one day I um, just, as we would say, out of the blue, but I know that it was designed by the Lord. I got a, a phone call that would, that would appear to be random. But here again, I know that it was the Lord. I got a phone call from a gentleman that I didn't know who worked for Abingdon Press. And he said, um, your name came up in a meeting this morning and we'd like to know if you'd like to write a book for us. Now, here's the crazy thing. I have a kid brother who likes to call me and prank me. And he, he lives in Brighton, okay? So you know where Brighton is. Yes, I do. Compared to where you live. He likes to call me and prank me and he disguises his voice and, and he uh, assumes the role of a record producer and he wants me to produce one of his artists. And so immediately when this guy calls me and says, I work for this for this publisher, we want you to write a book for us. I said, Matthew, is this you? Are you messing with me? Matt, stop pranking me. And there was a dead silence on the other end of the phone. And I said, is this my brother, Matt? And the gentleman said, uh, no. I was still skeptical and I said, okay, continue. Well, he went on with his um, invitation to consider writing a book for them and that they would get back with me in a few days so I could talk more with their editor and certainly it was a for real deal. Mm -hmm. And Abingdon Press uh, published this book called Embraced by God. Yeah. It was a wonderful experience. And they actually uh, turned that book into a Bible study by the same name called Embraced by God. I recorded a CD with songs that related to the message of the book in the Bible study. Mm -hmm. I ended up writing three books and two Bible studies with Abingdon Press and it was a wonderful experience. So I've, I'm on my ninth book right now and just enjoying the, uh, the, the process of writing and putting my thoughts and my heart and my ideas. And even I'm writing a songwriting book right now and developing my, my own tools and techniques because I've taught songwriting for almost as long as I've been in music ministry for over 30 years. So mm -hmm. I, love, I love writing books and sharing my heart and, and my thoughts with others. That's great. And I can't wait for the next book to come out. But your most recent book is called um, Fully Qualified. Fully Qualified. Maximizing Your God-Given Potential. That sounds really great. That sounds like a Miles Monroe kind of a, I mean, I love all things. T.D. Jakes, maximize, you know, yes. all things about potential. That's, now you're speaking my language. Yes. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, you know, we are, I think we are a culmination of our community. Oh, I need to write that down. You see how that happened? Do you that? Stuff just kind of comes <laughs> out. And, oh, that, that sounds good. Let me write that down. That was good. You better get it. I know that's right. We're a culmination of our community. And 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 Dawn, there are things that, that you say in, in our Arise Esther community that I have to always have, I have to have my notebook out and I write this down. And as you mentioned, Bishop T.D. Jakes and, and, and Bishop Miles Monroe, they speak into my life. You speak into my life. You inspire me and encourage me. And so there are people that speak into my life. My, my, my pastor, 
my, my community of women, you speak into my life. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was reading on the uh, one particular day, the, the 18th chapter of the book of first Samuel, the story of David, when he is anointed yes. as a boy, mm -hmm. he's anointed king of Israel. Mm -hmm. He had to wait for his season, but he was anointed king of Israel. Mm -hmm. And I continue to read in the second half of that chapter, um, Concerning David's obedience, you see, David is just up there in them their hills, keeping the sheep, while on the other side of town, somebody is talking about him. Now, here's a here's a lesson: there are people who are taking always taking notes on you, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Good. whether or not we realize it, our name is probably in somebody's conversation, even if it's your mother and your dad, or your teacher, or your principal, or your boss, or your girlfriend or, or your, your employer or your, a business partner. It's, it's highly probable that even at this very moment, somebody is mentioning your name in a conversation. Mm. Well, that's what happened with David. Mm -hmm. He was up there taking care of his father's sheep while, while meanwhile, on the other side of the kingdom, the, the king, King Saul is having episodes of emotional distress. Yes. Mm -hmm. And his servant came to him and said, Hey, I know this guy. Now there's another lesson. Somebody is talking to you because there's a problem that you need to solve. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a position that you need to fill. Mm -hmm. There's a challenge that you need to meet. Yes. And it's a it's a customized challenge and a customized problem. Mm -hmm. And so there's a problem over here in the king's palace and the servant says, "Hey, I know this guy. This guy. He's, I know this guy. I know this girl. Mm -hmm. Okay, somebody's talking about you and they're saying, "Hey, I know this girl." Mm -hmm. She could preach and teach and whatever. Okay, so I'm, you see, I, I'm excited. Yes. Yes. And so the servant says to the king, I know this guy. He's a great musician. If we get him over here to play for you, you'll feel better. And the king says, hey, that's an idea. That's a, that's a good idea. Find this person. And the, and the servant said, I know this guy. He's a skillful musician. He mentions, he mentioned six qualifications that David had. And these are those. He says, he's a skillful musician. He's a brave man, a warrior. He speaks well. He's good looking and the Lord is with him. And when I read that, I tell you, my spirit jumped on the inside of me. And I said, those are the qualifications for ministry. If you have those qualifications, you can't help but be a success. And so that's what inspired this book called Fully Qualified. We address every one of those qualifications. And of course, because we are saved, because the spirit of God lives on the inside of us. We are qualified because Jesus has qualified us. Ephesians okay. 3.20 says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think according to the power that is at work within us. Mm -hmm. So his spirit, his power, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead mm -hmm. is at work on the inside of us. Amen. So we can't help but be a success, not for our own vain glory, but so that we can advance the kingdom of God. Three things will always happen. People will, will be blessed as a result of what you do. Mm -hmm. You'll find immense joy yes. and God will get the glory. This God is how you know you're on the right track. Mm -hmm. When you find immense joy in what you're doing, people are blessed or they benefit yep. and God gets the glory. Uh, you can just write that down, mark that date when that starts to happen. Yes. Yes. And you know, the devil's defeated. That might be a fourth one, you know. All right. All right. That's number four. That's good. That's, That's number good. four. Satan is defeated, you know, Satan his plan and, and the things that he tried to do to, I'm sure you could, 
you could share many times where the enemy tried to take you out, but God, and you continue on and you were faithful and God gets the glory because we know that anytime you're advancing the kingdom of God, you know, the enemy wants to come and try to stop that, but he is powerless according to the power that's at work in us, the Holy spirit. I think a lot of people miss that last part in Ephesians three 20. It's not our might. It's not our strength. It's according to the power that's at work in us. That's right. Which is God, you know, of course. But that book sounds amazing. Give me the six things again. The six qualifications. Uh Uh-huh. The six qualifications that David had, he was a skillful musician. So basically it means you got, if you want to advance in whatever it is that you want to pursue, skill is you must, you must have, you must be good at what you do. So he was a skillful musician. Mm -hmm. He was a brave man. Mm-hmm. a warrior. He speaks well. He's good looking. Well, we got that one. <laughs> and the Lord is with him. You and know, good looking means, you know, that, that's a relative term. You know, what looks good to you may, may be a little, may look a little different for me, but the bottom line is you have to be appropriate. You must, you know, as they say, dress for success, look good for the job, mm-hmm. wherever it is that you go, you look your best. And so, you know, that I, I interpret it to mean to mean that you, you look your best wherever you go. You're ready for the job. You're ready to represent Christ. You're ready to encourage people. You're ready to give God glory. You're ready to defeat the enemy. You see, I got it. I got that. And I, I, I got it and gone, girl. I got it and gone. There it is. <laughs> All right. Tag team. Tag team. <laughs> oh, that's tremendous. You know what? I love the sound of your book. And if if you people who are listening right now, you want to get those distinctions. What does it mean to be brave versus what does it mean to be a warrior? Oh, yeah. I can't wait to get this book. And it doesn't sound like it's just for women. Is this for anyone? No, this is for anyone. Well, this is the bait the, because I'm a, a, a teacher. I teach songwriting. I, I mentor uh, singers, songwriters and authors. It's written to Christian creatives. So if you are a person with a a business mindset, or you want to jumpstart a business, you want to uh, launch a music ministry, you're an aspiring writer, or a aspiring singer, or songwriter, or actor, you feel like the Lord is calling you into public ministry, or you want to jumpstart a business, an e-commerce business, this book is for that person who wants to uh, put their business online or launch a music ministry. Yeah. So for those of us who are creative minded, um, who are business minded and want to do something in a ministry of business capacity. That is tremendous. And speaking of creatives, by the way, I want to move on to the next thing and ask you a little bit about this. Babby Mason Radio, what are you doing? You are uh, helping independent musician, artists, podcasters, self-published authors. What is it all about? Yes. Here again, um, Dawn, one thing has led to another in my life. I've been in ministry 36 years. As you said, no signs of stopping. God just continues to give me new and creative assignments. And I'm just uh, happy to say yes. I always have a yes in my spirit. I always have a, you know, God, what, what's for now and what, what's next? Mm-hmm. Um, retirement is not in my, my vocabulary. I neither. Yeah. I mean, it may look a little different as I get older. I may you know, slow down a little bit or concentrate on this. And thanks to the internet, there's a lot that we can do from home. But I began to ask God as I uh, began to enter this season in my life that I'm in right now, uh, and particularly with um, 
you know, this COVID season that we're living in right now, I began to ask God, how can I minister more effectively on the internet? Mm-hmm. How can I take, take my, what I'm doing and reach more people outside of a, a room, say if, you know, three or four or 500 women or, or in a concert capacity. And this was, this was several, several years ago. Um, the Lord whispered into my spirit, internet radio. And uh, I began to do homework for two or three years. I did a lot of homework. And then I'll tell you an amazing story because God always loves to confirm, you know, when we're praying about something, he gives us a big confirmation. At least he did for me. (laughs) Back when I was teaching school, I taught a young lady by the name of Ann. And she was a a little freckle-faced girl with braces. (laughs) And she uh, grew up to graduate from college and came to, to work for me as, as my personal assistant. Well, she left my uh, ministry and went on to work with Trans World Radio. Well, Anne called, this is while we we're building the station because it's internet, you've got to, you know, everything has to connect with your website and all of this technical stuff like spaghetti, you know? Yeah. Well, while we were, this, this was the year before we actually launched the station, before the station went live, Anne called me and uh, she said, um, I'm working with TWR, but we're going to be coming to a conference in Atlanta for women in media. Would you like to join me for the conference? Well, I thought it would be kind of fun to go to a, a conference that I didn't actually have to sing at or speak at. Just to be an attendee was like way too much fun. Just even at the thought of being able to eat lunch and not have to sing after it, you yeah. know, <laughs> I thought, hey, yeah, let's do this. Uh-huh. So I joined in for the conference. I met another lady um, who came with Anne. I shared my vision for the radio station. She said, my husband also works at the radio station. We need to have a conference call with him and see if we can maybe do some partnership with your radio station. Mm-hmm. Well, that following week, I was on a conference call with Anne and Barb, and the, the other lady that was at the luncheon, Barb's husband, and a couple of other gentlemen who work with Transworld Radio. And three months later, we were in a partnership that following October, we launched the station. The folks from Transworld Radio came down. So our link is actually on their website. We have other partners as well. But Babby Mason Radio was launched October the 1st, 2014. And it's an internet radio station where we also celebrate. I play a lot of my music. We love Babby Mason. She's our favorite. Yes, for we sure. Play a lot of, we play a lot of Babby music, a lot of stories behind the songs that I write. We play um, your favorite worship music by your favorite artist, favorite gospel music by your favorite artist. But we also integrate new music by independent artists and the stories of self-published authors. We do a lot of interviews with self-published authors and independent songwriters and singers whose music is great because of the internet. The, the, the playing field is rather leveled because we have access to the same audience at the click of a button. So we give up, we share our platform with independent artists and self-published authors. And it is a wonderful platform. In the evening, we play a whole block of wonderful Bible study teachers. So it's a great place to get encouragement, to be blessed, to be inspired, to be informed. I also do workshops for singers, songwriters, and authors. So, you know, being in the, in the, the water, so to speak, with in, inspiring authors and inspiring songwriters and aspiring um, creatives. 
I think is a great platform and the station has grown. We're reaching thousands. Never in a million years would I ever think that people would be listening to my music in, in Turkish, uh, Turkey and Afghanistan and Kirkmenistan and all these other countries that end in stand. And yeah. I look at my, stand my oh, it's amazing. I, I weep over the over my analytics as I read the countries and the, and the cities of uh, hits from our, on our website. It's amazing how far reaching that this ministry is going. Yeah. Yeah, that's really incredible. What I love about that story, first of all, I love what you're doing and I love your generous heart and spirit towards others to share your platform. I think that's really amazing. What I love about that story too is that you had a vision in your heart. I don't know if you ever wrote it down, but you began to speak it out of your mouth. You had a vision and the Bible talks about without a vision, people perish or they throw off restraint. They just kind of float around, do whatever. But when you get locked and loaded on a vision, you know that God has put something in your heart and he calls you there. You will find yourself aligned with the purposes of God and that vision begin to unfold. You met the right people. You connected with the right people. And I just am a firm believer that, that the steps of the righteous are ordered of God God gives us a vision. He says, when you delight in him, he'll give you the desire of our heart. Doesn't mean he's going to give you what you want. He means he's going to place inside of you the desires that he wants you to have. And I just love how throughout your career, it's almost as if the Lord began to give you a desire for it. And then it came to fruition and a desire for it. And it came to fruition. I'm curious what's next, you know, what are you, yeah. what are you dreaming for? And what are you believing for? for next <laughs> well you know because technology when when the lord uh gave me the assignment to launch the radio station he again gave me ephesians 320 yeah and he told me that as high as i could think i could go there mm. that there were no limits Come that on there now. are no that there are no boundaries there's nothing that is impossible that's with right god and that if he gave me the idea and I, I, I availed my, I, I continue to avail myself to him mm -hmm. and say, God, as long as you continue to give me ideas and assignments, mm -hmm. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. And so I am in the process of writing a, another book called songwriting made easier. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I want to just continue to reign in this technology. Okay. So here's an, here's another word of encouragement. I, I, I'm 59.95 plus tax shipping and handling, okay? <laughs> when does it flip over? <laughs> exactly. Oh, listen, it flipped over a while ago, but I'm okay. I'm I'm just I'm just confessing that I'm I'm 59.95. Okay, that's as far as I'm going. <laughs> I actually really am right there too. <laughs> but this is what I want to say for people who are in in my um in my of my generation that as long as you are are willing god is able yes as long as you are willing god is able mm -hmm. and he there's there's nothing too hard for god mm -hmm. and there's nothing too hard for you listen the holy spirit has helped me with technology i run the radio station i program the songs i come up with the creative ideas i do voiceovers i i do it all now I do have a lot of help. I have a wonderful team 
that that assists me, including the, the son, my oldest son, he's a wonderful sound engineer. My youngest son is a wonderful musician. So he creates drops for me. And my oldest son helps me um, with production and things like that. But I'm looking forward to, in the days ahead, to getting more involved in technology, webinars, doing more teaching online, mm -hmm. um, expanding our teaching ministry and making that available to people all over the world, you know, uh, via these platforms like the radio station and other platforms that we're using to um, share the, the books, the teaching, and um, getting, you know, back out there, um, traveling, singing, speaking. I have dates on the calendar. So I, I'm looking forward to what God has for me in the future. And um, he's, he's not through with me yet. And I'm looking forward to meeting new friends that are out there waiting for us to get together. Yeah. Awesome. Well, he's not done with you yet. Of course, there's so much treasure inside of you, which I think is another book that you've written at one point in your life. But there you are. You're filled with God's anointing. Um, you are evergreen, my sister. And I'm just so excited about all the ways that God is using you and what he has in store for you. I love that you're writing on potential. I think that that's a very powerful thing that even the generation's you know, millennials, Xers, and the Z now this, that they're calling the zombies, these, this generation, they need to know that they've got potential, that God wants to use your life. This is a scary world around us, but thank you for writing that and reaching inside of people and helping them, you know, pull out their dream. Yeah. It's, um, it's wonderful. Can I, can I mention my website just yeah, so, please people do. Get, yes. so that people can get more information? Uh, just visit my website at babby.com, first name only, babby.com. And I invite you to visit the radio station at babbymasonradio.com. And if you visit either one of those websites, of course, we're all over social media. Uh, the handle is my name, Babby Mason. And Babby Mason Radio also has its own social media platforms. So check me out on um, on uh, all of Instagram, Facebook, follow us. If you need encouragement, if you need hope, this is what we do. I am a people, I'm a people builder. I am an encourager of the of the saints. I love to build up people. I love to invest in people's lives. If you're an aspiring songwriter, go to my, or an aspiring author. Go to my website at babby.com and look for the tab that says The Inner Circle because we're always developing new workshops for you to attend. And in recent days, they're all virtual. You can attend the, the conferences without even leaving home. And uh, we're here to help you uh, pursue your dreams. That's exciting. Thank you. I think your next Inner Circle conference is going to be virtual and that's in April? April 24, okay. 2021. And just go to the website to babby.com and look for the icon that says the inner circle. This inner circle is expressly for songwriters. So if you're interested in, you know, finding song ideas, you're interested in writing better melodies and lyrics, you want to know more about the music business, you want to know how to get your music on, um, on the internet, you want to know how to get your music on radio, protect your intellectual property, you'll learn all of that at, it's called the inner circle. Go to babby.com and click on the icon that says The Inner Circle, and you'll hear all about the songwriting conference that's coming up April 24, 2021. Awesome. Thank you so much. 
Well, it was so great to visit with you. And I know I got to let you go. But before we part, can you just give one last word of encouragement to our listeners? You already have, but just give us one more. Absolutely. My mom, I mentioned her before. My mom is also in heaven. I I was so blessed and still blessed to have parents that um, just imparted so much of themselves and their, their expectations. You know, my mom and dad raised the bar. Um, I have four other siblings and they're, you know, they were old school from the South, um, you know, products of the Jim Crow laws of the South. Mm -hmm. So my mom and dad were, were hugely um, overcomers, you know, they knew how to press through. Mm -hmm. They knew how to pray. They knew how to expect nothing of us, but excellence. Mm -hmm. And so my mom recorded with me, she had a beautiful voice. Mm -hmm. And I remember my mother um, in an interview with me one day and she said, you know, I'm not gonna tell you to hang in there because when you're hanging in there, you're dangling by a thread, you're exposed. But I'm gonna tell you to stand in there. Having done all to stand on the word of God, having done all Stand therefore and put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand the fiery darts of the wicked one. Mm-hmm. There it is, standing. Amen. And you've done exactly that. Amen. 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 Thank you, listening today. Yes, thank you so much for being with us. So for those of you joining us today, what a great word of encouragement that you would stand. Do not be dismayed. Don't hang in there. Stand in there. Stand in there. Stand in there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us. This is Dawn Scott Damon, your host. And I have a question for all of you modern day Esters. Is this your moment to arise? I hope you enjoyed the show today. If you found value, make sure that you visit ariseester.captivate.fm. Like us, love us, and review us. And hey, want to join the movement? Visit us on the Arise movement.com to get connected. And for more information about me, your freedom coach and host, visit freedomgirlsisterhood.com. And while you're there, take the 60-day freedom challenge. You'll be so glad you did. Until we meet again, keep rising. This is your moment.